Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local real estate agent for 20 years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be informed, savvy, real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, here we are. Almost Labor Day. I know. It's exciting to say, hey, maybe you get it like a day off. But I don't know if we get a day off in real estate. No. And I think you, it's even funny because people will say like, yes, it's the weekend. And it's kind of like, what is the no, weekend? No, the, the weekends don't <laughs> exist. I mean, for, for any of us who are in the service industry, we're time card or anything like that. And so therefore, what does a day off mean except for you might get more phone calls? That... And I think the day off to me means that my husband's around. Oh. So that is a plus okay. because he does get the day off from work. So then I'll get to he'll, – he'll be around me somewhere. Yeah. But like, I mean, even days off, like it's funny. Um, you know, I went camping this past weekend and we'd already planned the trip. But, you know, you've got buyers. Properties come on the market. you got to go. So yeah. I, I left the campground, went and showed a house. Right. Went back to the campground, wrote an offer in our camper. Good for you. <laughs> so that's how you know you try to you try roll. to mix a little bit of vacation and time with your family and still yep. working. So yep. And well, that's the thing is that like if the majority of the population has a day off, they're going to be prone to say, "Hey, let's go buy a house." Or staff. There's kitchen workers. There's you. There's you can go down a list of all kinds of service industry people that really don't know what a holiday is. How about the hospital? Hospitals that shut down on, no. on Labor Day, you know. So there's there's plenty of people right. where you know you can go down the path and say, okay, yeah, that doesn't really mean Labor Day. But before we got on air, we're researching a little bit what Labor Day meant, and there's mm-hmm. a, it really is signifying paying tribute to the American workers and and the contributions and achievement that people have given over the years. And it first became a federal holiday in 1894. See, that's what I can't believe. Yeah. I'm, that's that's just awesome. Who knew? But, you know, so thankfully, the government continues to recognize the, the labor force, the working person and say, hey, have a day off. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to you people who actually get the day off. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll, my day will be full, but that's okay. We'll keep moving I'll, on. I'm actually going to be camping. Are you, can't, <laughs> so. you and camping. All right. Good. And it's going to be good weather, hopefully. Yes. I hope so. That's and exciting. if it's not, we still have fun. Yeah, of course. Well, it, it's, I feel like it's been several weeks, but it's only a few weeks ago where you and I, we chatted about real estate and the market and the buying process and mm-hmm. how to purchase a house. Well, that took a good long episode, and I feel like we should do justice and circle back to what does it look like to sell a house right. and a list a house. And um, I, you know, we help people all the time. How many houses have you actually sold um, personally or listed yourself as a family? Have you gone through the, the selling oh, process it, a couple times? For me times? as a seller, um, yeah. personally as a seller, um, only a few, probably well, no, four. I think yeah. there's been four. And I think I've done, I've sold list three houses. So it's I've, funny, they've gone up. I had a condo, a townhouse, uh-huh. and then uh, a smaller home, and then a larger home. So yeah. I've, they've gone up in yeah. size from being right. you know, 22 to 
wherever I am now. But it's it's interesting because as a real estate agent, we walk people through the process all the time, mm-hmm. but we don't always go through it ourselves personally. It's helpful too because you, then your eyes are open to, wow, what is a person really going through when they're moving and packing and doing all the things to move and sell a house? So I, I, I find, I mean, I... I believe that I'm a really good agent. I stay on top of things for my clients. Yes, you are. And, well, thank you. I, but I do get emotionally attached when it's me. And mm-hmm. I know when I'm doing it, I need to have somebody else kind of looking over it with me as well yeah. because I, I get emotionally attached. Yep. I had one of my funniest ones that I had. I actually wrote into a home inspection from my own purchase. There were birds in my fireplace. <laughs> and I had to actually write into the home inspection to please have birds removed from fireplace. Yeah. But there was, you know, things that you find and you get so excited at the walkthrough. It's like, no, no, no. These are things that were supposed to be fixed. We're not going to. I wouldn't have done that for another client. I said, no, they're supposed to fix these things. They're going to be fixed prior to closing. Yeah. And, you know, me on my own, I'm like, but I really want to get into that house. You're right, because it's tough to detach yourself from the personal to the professional. Right. And my wife being a PA. She is an amazing physician's assist- physician assistant. And when it comes to our own family, to her own health, or to our kids' health or mine, she gets a little, like, uh, not nervous, but she's like, I want to do the right thing. So she calls her friends mm-hmm. and says, hey, tell me what you think about this. And if it was anybody else, she would have an instant answer. Right. But there's just something about the world of, like, doing it yourself versus the professional mentality. It's that emotional attachment yeah. that just kind of throws your professional brain a mm-hmm. little bit out of yeah. out of out of whack. So that's why you need real estate agents. Yes. You know? That's why even real estate <laughs> agents need, need real-, real estate agents, um, you know, their their coworkers and yeah. uh, just other people that they can kind of bounce things off of to make sure that when you're keeping your emotional part in in check. Yes. So what we will do right now over these next five, ten minutes is we will put our uh, personal hats on and say, what does it really look like to sell a house? Mm-hmm. And what does it look like to go through that process? What do you need to be aware of? And what does it look like from start to finish? So let's just kick it off. I mean, the process goes through our heads. I'm talking to my wife. You're talking to your husband. Be like, we think we might want to move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, we, what does it look like? We probably we should sell our house. And so whether you're going to move in town or out of town, either way, if you own something, you've got to sell it. Right. What do we do? Like, how? Do, like, I feel like that's the first question that people might ask. I don't even know where to go. I, right. I do this two or three times in my lifetime. Last time I did it was 10, 12, 15, 25 years ago. I have no idea what to do. So how do we navigate that? Well, I think what a lot of people do that I find is their first step is to go to, they look at Zillow and try to see what their Zestimate is. And they think that that's <laughs> yeah. because that's what it said, that that's what their home is worth. Well, right. no, <laughs> just the not short exactly. answer is not, you know, basically no. Um, you need a real estate agent to help um, not only give you the idea of what the market value is for your property, because we know what's mm-hmm. sold, we know what's on the market, and um, a lot of people may not realize that it, because a house is priced at something and it's on the market, it's active, not under contract, that does not count to what market value is or what your comparables are. Right. That right. it has to be a sold property, yeah. uh, not even under contract. Yep. So just because your neighbors got their house on the market for a certain price, down the street doesn't mean that that house is going to sell at that or could be a, a comparable property to be able to you know give you a good price for what you should list your house for. Yeah, and I feel like there's 
several components of first steps that you could take. Mm -hmm. And there's no real right or wrong answer. I mean, the first thing is, yeah, what is my house worth? Right. Um, and how do you find that out? And then the second is, okay, we know we got to start moving and packing. And and what does that look like? And then you also might be thinking, where am I going to live next? If I'm going right. to move, what's my next step? So there's uh, several components that all go into this initial thought process. I would still suggest starting by calling your local real estate agent. And, right. okay, it sounds biased, but that is going to be your first point of contact who somebody who can um, evaluate the price of your house, mm -hmm. somebody who could give you suggestions and tips on what does your house look like and are there things that you should do that would make it more attractive to buyers. And that person, that real estate agent is going to have local contacts of things that you could be doing to help make it easier for you that you might not have thought of yourself. Right. And I think something with that also is that timing wise. Uh, it doesn't need to be like if you're thinking about doing it in the next six months, even to a year, call your realtor. Sure. Talk to your realtor. You guys can set up a plan of action of what kind of steps need to be done. If you're thinking about selling in the next, you know, 30 days, two weeks, call your realtor. The timing, yeah. it, it doesn't matter what that timing is. It doesn't matter how far it is. We yeah. can still help you set up a game plan of what steps to do to Don't get your Don't navigate this sell. process alone. Exactly. And and even as we're just joking amongst ourselves, mm -hmm. as our own real estate agents, we might get in the weeds of, in our own heads. We would be probably asking each other. Megan, I would probably call and be like, all right, tell me what you think. Right. What's the value of my house? Because I might be a little biased about mm -hmm. that. Um, so call somebody who can walk you through the process and and hold your hand through it to make sure that like you're thinking about all the things. And don't have the burden all be on your shoulders as somebody trying to sell the house. So let me ask you, Mark, if somebody call, you know calls you, what's your process? They say, I'm looking to sell my house in the next 30 days. What would you what would you start with? Yeah. I mean, for well, for me, when I answer that question, I say, when can we meet? So that's right. the first step. And then if putting myself in the seller's shoes, I'm going to start thinking about the money component of it. I'm going to start thinking about the move and the kind of the stress and the emotion component of it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to start thinking about, well, where am I going to go? So let's just put on the scenario of I'm going to, I'm going to downsize my house. Um, and it's time for me to just get a little smaller and pare things down. And I love Winchester. So I want to stay here in town. I might be thinking to myself, well, I need to start shopping for a house because I want to go find what house I want. And I'm going to instantly start thinking to myself, getting online and looking and seeing what are all the houses that I want to potentially go buy. And that's a good start. I would still say talking to your agent will give you the best strategy of where is the real estate market and what does it make most sense to do first. Right. Because a couple of years ago, you could easily say um, it, it was more challenging to sell your house. Yes. Um, so my suggestion as a real estate agent to somebody was always list your house first mm -hmm. because that's going to be the more difficult part of the scenario. We'll be able to find you something. So we can start looking passively. I like to just for the fun of it, tell my people, let's go look at three or four houses just for the fun of it to see what the prices are, to get your wet your appetite a little bit about like what you might want to move into. And then once we see that, okay, there are potentially houses out there for you to buy, we can make that happen. Let's list your house. 
Right. Now, the last year or so has been insane and crazy. And so some people mm-hmm. have come to us and say, I'm not listing my house because I need to know that I'm not going to be homeless. Yeah, I t- need to find the house to, I'm going to buy. It takes me back to 2003, 2004 right. when everything was – you were you were doing two transactions almost on the regular. You yep. were selling somebody's house and they were moving into something. Yep. And I, yeah. And it's and it's and it, that that is the part of the process that can be the most stressful and scary mm-hmm. for somebody looking to sell their house, and and we do this all the time as real estate agents. So for us, it doesn't stress me out. Be like, I'll help you out. It's no big deal. Right. We can make it work. We can find you the right house. We can sell your house. And I love to do coinciding closings. Right. Get it to where that you're buying that house and selling your house on the same day. The money is seamless. It goes from one hand to the next, and you're seamless and in that move. Now, the question that somebody might say is, where does all my stuff go? If I'm selling my house and buying the house in the exact same day, I can't move all my stuff. Like, mm-hmm. how do you accommodate that? Well, I've actually got that situation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have clients that are um, – they were selling their home, buying a, a townhouse. And the sellers of that townhouse were willing to let them preoccupy the property for mm-hmm. three days. So cool. they were able to um, – they moved in actually on Tuesday. They'll be closing uh, tomorrow on Friday. Mm-hmm. So that is one option. If you have a seller that's willing to Perfect. do a preoccupancy agreement, yep. um, it will be signed. You do your walkthrough prior to um, actually moving in as the buyer. But then you got the opportunity to be able to get out of your house that you're selling – get all your stuff out yep. and put it somewhere and not have to put it in limbo, like right. leave it on the truck for a few days or find a storage unit. Right. It's just going straight to the next set. So that is the ideal That's situation. the first scenario. Yes. Second scenario is? Second scenario is that depending on timing, you might have to find, um, I've, I've had it where clients have been in a hotel for a couple of days. You <laughs> right. know, Unfortunately, it does happen. Um, but then they've got their stuff either in their truck waiting for a couple of days um, or Kind of one of the best is when you get the pods mm-hmm. and you can just have it loaded up in one and have it yep. delivered to the next. And yep. you can have it literally that exact day. You get everything out the morning of your closing and then you drive the truck, go to closing, and then the truck goes to yep. the new house after. Third scenario is mm-hmm. you can negotiate with the buyer of your house. Oh, true. To say, I need to move my stuff. Let me stay in my house for another week. After I sell it to you. So that would be a post-settlement occupancy agreement. And that is nice as well, where you can buy your new house Mm -hmm. that is empty, take that week to move your stuff, and then the new buyer of your house comes and does another final walkthrough a week after they have already owned it. Right. And you can have either one of those scenarios get played out. and I, I feel like both are viable options. Mm-hmm. All, well, three are viable right. options. But the pre-settlement or post-settlement agreement are, are excellent opportunities. And not everybody thinks about that. So here we are. We want to be able to educate you, the listeners, to say these are options. Mm-hmm. Don't navigate that yourself. But we've kind of already jumped the gun. Now we're talking about closing. Well, let me <laughs> but just... those are the things that you need to think about right. in advance to say, okay, where do I want to buy? Where do I want to go? And then you might be fearful and... I can't make all this work. Well, agents can help you make it work. Well, I think even, yes, we're jumping kind of to the end, but I think the end is one of the most important parts. It's so all I part think, of the process. So I think once yeah. you jump to the end and you can show someone that you're you're not going to be homeless, mm-hmm. here are your scenarios, mm-hmm. and then working backwards, because I yep. think that's the biggest thing you have to make someone feel comfortable with and kind of calm their nerves on is 
am I going to be homeless? How am I going to do both these? How am I going to get into that house? How will that work? Yeah. So then working backwards to, okay, now you know you're going to have somewhere to be. Yeah. Um, then then starting the process of, okay, now what do I need to do to actually get my house ready now, knowing that I, I'm not going to yeah. be homeless? Because I think that is probably the number one – well, that is the number one fear. Big fear, sure. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're staying in town locally. Now, there's opportunities where if you're moving out of town and out of state for something, you're going to have the same scenario. What mm-hmm. am I do with my stuff? But there might be a little bit more of a less anxiety knowing that you're putting stuff in a – moving truck or a pod and you've got that weak window and you, that would be a scenario where you might be staying in a hotel just right. in that process of transitioning from one state to the next but locally we do this all the time and there's no there's no similar transaction no same scenario no. so what we're trying to explain is kind of a big picture idea they're like snowflakes but we will make sure we modify this concept for any specific person because right. of well, how how detailed are you and what kind of house you want to go buy? <laughs> and, and do you have like high standards or are you just looking to kind of downsize? Are you looking to upgrade? Um, you know, some people that I work with are looking for a very specific, particular, long-term dream house. And yeah, you should be picky. You know, this is a big deal. And we don't want to just have you flippantly move into some house because we're just trying to cram you press for time. Right. And I think in that case, that's when you get your house ready to sell mm-hmm. and maybe not put it on the market yet. Mm-hmm. But that's when you take all the steps. And, and I think of myself in this situation, my husband and I have been in our house for 13 years and we would like to downsize. And it comes down to trying to figure out, um, you know, we know if we find what we want, then we would put our house on the market, but our house is not ready. Right. So I think that's another step is get your house ready. Yeah. And and some of the steps that come in line with that are, especially once you talk to your real estate agent, is we can give you ideas of ways to help you declutter. Yep. Um, also of staging, yep. like we'd mentioned, and then also just kind of um, depersonalizing mm-hmm. the property. You don't want buyers to be coming into your home getting focused on your family pictures yeah. when they need to be looking at the house because yeah. it, it, it happens. And the... What I like to say is, are there items that are in any room that you haven't touched in a month? Mm-hmm. Are they just sitting around that you're not using on a regular basis? Maybe they're just decorations or maybe they're just yeah, diplomas or pictures or things that are decor that aren't used on a regular basis. Start packing it up. Because if mentally, if you have made up your mind to say, yes, I'm going to be selling my house. And that's one of my key questions, too. If you haven't made up your mind, if you're just kind of shopping the idea then this is this idea is not for you but start packing Mm -hmm. start using a unused room it could be a basement it could be a garage it could be a spare bedroom as your storage unit if you don't have that space then yes the pod is a good option but start just slowly one day at a time just do what you can a couple hours at a time start packing it up getting it to where the primary rooms of the house the first kind of glance presentation of what people see is more clean clean and decluttered um and yeah depersonalized as best as you can Mm -hmm. and i love doing that as an agent going around just explaining that to people and say okay or we can maybe reposition a couple pieces of furniture to make the room look bigger or do you really need that extra fifth chair in the living room let's go put that in the quote-unquote storage location of your house you know and and it's it's fun and then it's ready for pictures. So right. you can pull the trigger when the time is right. So, all right, that's that's a lot. How about the, the money? 
the numbers. Let's go back to the valuation of the house because that's going to be the other key factor. First big stress I think people have is where am I going to live? Right. How am I going to get through that process? The second is what am I going to afford? How am I going to afford the next house? What am I going to get? What are my proceeds out of selling my house? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I think at that point in time, once you've got your realtor there that you're discussing, obviously, as the realtor, we need to see the property. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that they can just call their agent and just ask, you know, hey, what do you think my house is worth? Well, every home is different. And we have to really see the home, be able to walk through the property to be mm-hmm. able to give you a good valuation that's going to be based on our personal experience, as well as, most importantly, the comps. Because that's what an appraiser is also going to mm-hmm. be looking at, is what else has sold um, within a, it's typically a two-mile radius of the property um, that is similar. Yep. So that's going to be what's going to help us come up with the the price of the home. And it's important too. I mean, I have a spreadsheet, and I think most a lot of agents do, where you have a spreadsheet that breaks down all the different costs that mm-hmm. are involved and associated with the transaction, and what will your proceeds be? And I like to give my people high, medium, and low valuation. I'm not going to sit there and say this is what it's worth, this one specific dollar amount. There's going to be some flex. And so let's look at the pricing of like maybe like, you know, middle point range. Don't get so greedy. But then there's I always like to give a fire sale price. Be like Mm -hmm. if if you find the home of your dreams (laughs) and we need to sell your house in an instant, um, this is the price that I think we should list it at. And you might need to, you know accommodate a five or ten grand difference just to make sure that like you're right you're ready to pull the trigger when the time is right so what are the proceeds when it's at that fire sale price and i always like to discuss with my sellers too because it's just the way that the market has been you are going to probably have a purchaser that is going to ask for their closing costs or a portion Mm -hmm. of them to be paid yeah so i think uh, managing that expectation from the very beginning with that conversation is important because you will probably get an offer, especially the way that the market is going now, um, with a buyer asking for a part of their closing costs to be paid, mm-hmm. which is going to come out of the, the really the seller's proceeds. Your proceeds, sure. So, but I. Yeah, I think heading that off because that is always I've had, especially there's a, a particular generation that usually says, "Well, I didn't pay. Clo- I, nobody paid my closing costs right, when right. I bought my house." Yeah, exactly. I've had those conversations before. <laughs> so I think, like I said, managing that expectation of what kind of an offer may look like on your property, and that's also part of what the agent can do for you with negotiating any offer that comes mm-hmm. around and it has closing cost help. Well, that should evaluate it. Or, that should change the price of the sales price of the house. You know, let's just be honest. Right. What matters to any seller is what's my net proceeds. And we can give you that information, especially when yep. you get an offer. We'll let you know because that's going to yep. be the most important to yep. them. All right. So let's fly down the road a little bit. All right. We've mentally decided, yes, it is time to sell. We figured out kind of how we might be able to navigate uh, coinciding closing mm-hmm. or buying a new house. Now it's time to pull the trigger. Whether we found the home of our dreams or we're deciding and the agent suggesting let's list now, list first, trust the process, trust that you have a place to go. You pull the trigger, you sign some listing paperwork, there's a sign in the yard. Right. And and now now what now how do we deal with showings? I mean, what do we really care about? What do buyers care about? Um, do I stay in my house? Do I leave my house? Do I leave lights on? Do I turn lights off? What are all the things that we we talk about for showings? Well, I think um, first, I just add to that a little bit is to I think something that the sellers are also concerned about is they don't just want um, looky loos coming through their property. Yeah. So. Um, you're pretty much going to have buyers that are going to be pre-qualified looking mm-hmm. at your house. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, the showings are going to be scheduled. 
Yep. Um, and we usually do them electronically, which has been fabulous. Yep. So yep. The, uh, the other agents, the buyer's agents are going to schedule that. Um, the, I love showing time. That's where the, the agent and the sellers are going to get a notification that mm-hmm. there's a request for a showing. Mm-hmm. And if it works for the for the seller, they can just reply with a Y for yes, that's good. Yep. And so it fits into their schedule. If it and you doesn't, see who it is too. Yeah, you can see who the agent is. And if it doesn't work, we can reschedule it, find a better time. But definitely... I always recommend leaving the property mm-hmm. because the buyer's going to be more comfortable in a home where they don't feel like they have to um, be cautious of what they say yeah. and that they're more comfortable looking at things because they are going to look in closets. If that closet's going to be theirs, yeah. they're going to look at it. And, yeah. I, and I've, I'm sure you know this too. Buyers, when a seller's home, they, they feel very uncomfortable opening oh, up closets sure. or yeah. pantries. Yeah. So Well, and that's, that's definitely key to – when you're saying the digital component, mm-hmm. there's a safety feature to that as well. Yes. Of knowing that, okay, only people coming to my house have been scheduled, that I've approved, and only people are going to the house that know what this lockbox combination mm-hmm. thing is. I, I still use the electronic lockboxes. I know some people use combos. But either way, the electronic lockbox notifies me, the agent, who it is, when they've accessed it, and what time, and then when they leave. Right. And so th- there's... The, the digital world is actually giving a little bit more of a safer components of, of showing houses. And then you add COVID on top of that. Mm-hmm. We've, we've navigated sellers who want to make sure people take all their shoes off and wear the mask and don't touch things unless you've hand sanitized your hands. And we can accommodate all that. Yes. You know, and we can leave signs in the house to say, you know, do this first and thank you so much. And there's right. different levels of safety features that – we can do as an agent that'll make give you your, your mind at ease, you know, to make sure that like, yes, we'll sell your house safely, quickly and efficiently and make sure the buyers that are coming to your house are not like the look you lose, like right. you're saying. Yeah. Well, and not only can you, you know, the seller can have a note at the door, like, please don't let the cat out or right. take your shoes off or something like that. But that's also going to be in our um, showing instructions mm-hmm. when a buyer's agent does get that notification that, yes, it's OK to show the property. We are going to have those things listed in there for um, just reinforcing it for our mm-hmm. for our sellers. Yep. Yep. So we have now a lot a lot of showings and we get offers. Mm-hmm. Yay. OK. So. We will look at all the paperwork. Every offer is going to be a little bit different, um, which is, again, why a real estate agent is good to navigate this process with you. Um, We want to make sure that we're looking out for your best interest. What are your total proceeds? What's the timing? What's the buyer's um, financial situation? What's the other contingencies that are coming into play? We'll navigate all of that with you, the seller, to make sure that you get the best of what you want. And there might be some compromises. And again, depending on the timing of when you might want to move, we'll work through all of right. that. And I think also to add in there, just because I think a lot of people think that they can do this by themselves mm. and they can do it for sale by owner. And another good reason to have an agent that's doing it, not just because they're knowledgeable about the market, but also when contracts come in, there are certain laws that need to be followed. Yeah. And we know as agents what those laws are, federal and state laws that yeah. need to be followed. So um, as a for sale by owner, you're probably not going to know what those are. So having an agent that knows contracts and what the laws are also is extremely beneficial to a seller. Yeah. Okay. Can I go down a bunny trail now? You just brought it for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. So the the myth, this I would say is a strong myth, is that I will make more money when I sell my house by myself because I'm not paying real estate commissions. That is a myth. 
And that is the general mindset of why somebody's going to attempt to sell their house by themselves. Why? I mean, why else would you not? I mean, it's all about money, right? right. A- admit it. Just admit it. You don't have the paperwork. You don't have all the knowledge. You're doing this a couple times in your lifetime. You don't know who's coming into your house. You don't know who's coming into your house. So it is a myth that you will make more money by selling it yourself. Here's why. The general comps, and when we say comps, we're talking about comparable houses of houses that have sold are a majority of the time, I would say high 90% time, are going to be sold with real estate commissions built into that cost. So if you were looking to evaluate your house and the price point of it, it's going to be apples to apples using a real estate, using a real estate agent and using their commissions. If you are trying to evaluate the price of your house and you're looking at those comps, you should accordingly drop your price under fair market value to accommodate the fact that commissions aren't being paid. But yet... Every person out there who's looking to sell their house by themselves is generally listing their house at or above fair market value. You are now doubling down on trying to make more money. And right. It does is not going to work because buyers are smart. They'll realize that. They'll see right through it, and they will be offering you technically fair market value um, or below because they're seeing how you're pricing it. So, A, you're not going to be making more money. Buyers are going to probably offer you less b you're then navigating this all by yourself with no representation with no representation or guidance or guidance c chances are people who are trying to sell it by themselves are willing to pay some sort of percentage to a buyer's agent well if that's the case then you're instantly kind of potentially saying it's like a three percent or two and a half percent whatever you might try to negotiate now you're already cutting your losses and you're saying yeah i'll take it because you're not using mls to market it. You're not attracting other buyers who have agents who are helping them out. So your buyer pool is significantly shrunk when you're trying to sell your house because of the limited marketing that you're doing as well. All in all, in all, the, all these factors weigh into the fact that it's more challenging mm-hmm. and you will not be making more money. I could almost argue that you might make more money if you use a realtor because of the marketing and because of the reach and the pull and drawing in more potential buyers. Um, you know, we it slowed down a little bit. We certainly have seen over the last year multiple offers when you put in an MLS. Yes, I agree. And if you're selling it by yourself, you're not going to be getting multiple offers. So, so back to the offers. Okay, thank you for the bunny trail. <laughs> yes. That was my that was my soapbox. People <laughs> hear it loud and clear. Um, yeah, it is. It is all about money, I'm, and I, I, we will help you with that. I 100 percent agree with everything that you just said as well. All right, Whew. all right, got to take a break now. Wow. <laughs> so now right. we have offers, and now we have multiple offers on these properties that are listed with your real estate agent, um, and we go over them. We go over them with our yep. clients, with the sellers. Make sure that the sellers are comfortable yep. with all the terms that are in there, and explain them and the what if scenarios. And some of those what if scenarios are if your buyer wants a home and inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if somebody wants a home inspection, what does that look like? I know a lot of sellers that get concerned because they think, oh, they're going to be, you know, they're going to find something. What happens if they find something? Um, so how do you navigate that? Yeah. I mean, there's home inspection process that you're going to have a contingency that buyers are going to ask for anyway. Um, you, you, you get the house ready as best as you can. Don't stress about it. Let the buyers come in. Let the inspection process come in. And you navigate any potential repair requests when they come. And 
that's the best you can do. Now, mm -hmm. if you're really, uh, if you're looking to maybe do an inspection yourself before um, buyers show up, you can try to do that. And I think it's helpful for you as a seller to be aware of what things buyers might see. There's downsides to that as well, um, because now you're exposing yourself to knowing all kinds of right. things with the house. Which you would then have to disclose. Which you if, should, and, and you have to disclose If that. you didn't repair them. Right. So there's pros and cons to attempting to be proactive in that scenario. Um, my advice whenever I take on a listing with people is don't really do a lot of things in advance. Let's price the house right and price it in its current condition. Make sure that it's clean and decluttered. And so then when the buyer does come and we are under contract and they do their home inspection, that's the time to spend some money. That's the time to actually make the repairs. That's the time to go above and beyond to keep the buyer happy. Well, and that is one scenario. So mm -hmm. another scenario is that you can negotiate on just um, – you know, uh, a concession. Yeah. So they could buyer could give you a list of things. This, 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 and this needs to be done. We don't want you to do it. Just give us uh, an extra. You know, add uh, take a thousand dollars off the sales price yep. of the house. So yep. and it makes it easier for you, the seller, because exactly. you're not having to go through the repair process. Nope. And it's easy to sell that concept because most buyers want to have control over the the repairs, mm -hmm. and it makes sense for them to have their own contractors do it under their own time with their own money in the way that they would want it done. Not that they would distrust you, the seller, but they would have the power. They would have the control to do the repairs right. the way they want it done. And if you're giving them a concession, that makes them happy. So then that's one. And then something else that will uh, is kind of change, can potentially change the terms is also the appraisal. Yeah. So the appraisal is something that is purchased and paid for by the buyer. Mm -hmm. um, it is done for their lender or even for them if there's a cash transaction. But um, the lender, if there is a loan, um, they're going to require that the property is, is appraised for a certain amount. Most of the time, it's the sales price. Yeah. So, um, And we do our best to be able to value the property so that once we get to the appraised value, it shouldn't be an issue. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that in the yep. home buying process. Yep. So you can go back and listen to that episode. Yep. But you, at least as a seller, should know that there are going to be contingencies in your contract. Mm -hmm. Generally, it's going to be home inspection. There might be radon inspection as well. There's going to also be a financing contingency just to make sure that the buyer, um, if they are using a loan, qualifies for a loan. And then there's the appraisal contingency. Right. Those are things that generally are pretty standard in contracts and just setting your expectations as a seller to know that's going to be happening. Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, we would navigate if that buyer has a home to sell. Right. Navigate if that buyer has any other kind of special request that would be contingent, that they would be allowed to back out of the contract. Otherwise, we're fighting for you, the seller, making sure that as an agent that you're represented to make sure that we get you to closing. And that the buyer doesn't back out. Right. <laughs> there are certain things that are out of our control. People are people. And if that happens, then we relist it, put it back on the market, start over, and we, we move forward. And again, no deal is the same. Right. But let's just pretend things are going forward. We get past all the contingencies. Now it's time for the move and packing. Pack, right. pack, pack. Get it, get yes. it rolling. And if you don't want to do the packing by yourself or the moving by yourself, we have partners that we work with that we can definitely recommend if you want a moving company that's going to come and do that for you. So yep. another benefit to having a real estate agent is that we 
we know people that can that can help. We All like I said, we have so many contacts and partners that can be able to yep. to chip in. Because I can tell you what, I don't I don't want to do it again. I'm not going to be yep. <laughs> moving my boxes next time I no. move. And then some of the other tips, it, people always are asking, do I keep making my monthly payments? Well, yeah, you can you can pay whatever you want, or you don't have to pay. But basically, the banks can get their money to the day, to the prorated day of closing. Right. And you can connect with the attorney that we would set you up with who does the closing. Make sure that that's all done. You're not, you're not the one that has to make that phone call. The attorney, the title company will make those calls to get the payoffs for your loan. They'll put all the paperwork together, make sure that you guys are ready to go. So you show up to closing. Um, you, the seller, can turn off utilities, make that phone call, check with your insurance company. Um, and then you can still call your bank and double check and make sure that like the, the the lawyer's office has done their job. But all of that is going to be part of the closing and the final paperwork when you go to settlement. Right. And you've talked about it before, how you think of yourself like a project manager. Oh, yeah. And this definitely falls into there because it's not just, you know, yes, the, the idea is to get your house under contract. But that's not what we, you know, that's not the only thing that we do. There's yeah. so many steps that we make sure are taken care of for you that you don't have to stress about and everything gets done. Yep. So it's just managing the the project, the sale from start to finish. And then, of course, in a listing, um, when you're putting your house on the market, it's even before the sale. Sure. Uh, so it's 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 a lot of steps and it's a really great idea to have a, again have your yeah. a real estate professional helping and then you it's with a it. happy day when you're yeah. signing and you're get doing your, your coinciding closings or you're selling your your house and get your keys get your money when from oh, all true. your proceeds yeah. and oh, give yeah. your keys up <laughs> give your keys i went back to the buying process for a second <laughs> get your money yeah yes. get your proceeds and yeah whether you're taking those proceeds and dumping them into a new house or you're just mm-hmm. taking it and you're off into the sunset that's fine too so there's there's so many other scenarios that we can get into the weeds of. Yes. Um, but just remember, no one sale is alike. And so having, I can't say it enough, have the agent help you out, walk you through the process is the best way to do it. And lean on them, ask for advice. And you even heard us say, if we're selling our own houses, we're leaning on the advice of our friends who yes. are realtors because <laughs> it's an emotional process. Yes. We want to help navigate to make sure that we're getting you the highest proceeds and handle your emotions to, yes, we are that project manager. Yes, we're the counselor. Yes, we're the therapist. Yes, you know, we're, we're kind of the consultant. So we'll take all that on. I'm guessing you'd say you've probably listed hundreds oh, of sure. houses. Yeah. Um, I mean, same here yep. as well. So, I mean, this is a, a process we have a lot of experience yeah. with. We've done it a few times ourselves personally, yep. but definitely professionally, there's a lot of experience. And it's fun. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a life change. And we love going through those life changes with people. And it's about not just the sale, not just the transaction, not just the money, not just, you know, doing it as a job, but really making sure that we help people with these big life changing momentous occasions and um yeah it's that's all part of it so relational real estate get a little sappy here Mm -hmm. but yeah relational real estate is all part of it so well that is that is a lot to cover definitely track us down if you have any kind of listing questions or if you're thinking about that because we'd love to help you um and you know there's all kinds of tips that you'll find from people out there but do your research find your agent and um you'll have a good success all right so Last segment is what are the upcoming events? Tell us. This is all part of Labor Day weekend. So, yep. what's so going we've on? We've got the, uh, of course, we had uh, Winter Brooks on last week with the um, 
AFSP. Uh, yep. Friday for the benefits of the Concern Hotline. Mm-hmm. That's going to be at the Frederick County Fairgrounds from 4 to 9. Cool. And then we also have an annual fall festival on Saturday. There's going to be homemade ice cream. It starts at 3.30 and auction at 6 p.m. That's at Whitehall United Methodist Church over off of Apple Pie Ridge Road. Nice. Oh, and this one's cool. Patsy Cline's 90th birthday celebration concert. I'm confused about that. She's not, I mean, obviously she's not with us now. Right, but we're celebrating 90 years ago she was born. Got it. Okay. So that's uh, on Saturday, September 3rd. Doors open at 6.30. It starts Mm. at 7.30. Uh, So that's going to be pretty cool. And then also barbecue and brews at the... Uh, Frederick County Fairgrounds as well on Saturday nice. and Sunday. Nice. So they're going to have food cornhole. trucks, craft beer, bourbon, wine, hard cider, yep. cornhole. That looks like a good time. Hey, if you're sticking around town this weekend, those are several good yeah, opportunities for uh, Yeah, definitely when you're checking out the podcast, you'll be able to see a list of our yeah, events we'll on there. we'll put it out there. Well, this is great. Thank you, Megan. It's so neat to just chat about all those, all these things with you. Oh, I agree. It's, it's fun hearing your, your, your knowledge as well and... I know you've got a lot of experience with this, and not okay. only as a realtor, but also as a broker. Wow. So yeah. Handling you're overseeing all, everybody, all the whole office. All of the fun mm-hmm. questions, fielding it all. So, yeah, thanks for joining us this week on Iconic Talk. We hope you learned something. You know, that's that's really part of the goal. And um, look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you are looking for a real estate professional, Make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And, of course, we appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, think iconic.